Hello out there, you're on the air, it's, it's hockey night tonight. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> Damn it. I wanna be yeah, I should have had that. <laughs> loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. We don't have enough money for the loyalty. Inside my DNA. Royalties. We don't have enough royalties for the loyalty, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Inside my DNA. <laughs> oh no. We're gonna get sued, man. Uh, you hate this song? I love this song. Well, uh, actually, this might be our least favorite song on this album, but I still like. I song. agree, but it's still a good song. Right? This album's so good. We I have think... so much insight to share on how good albums are on Friday. Yeah. Welcome to the Welcome to the Wednesday special. Wednesday special. Uh, today we are joined by. I almost said Commander in Chief. I don't know why. Commander in Chief. <laughs> why would I be the Commander? Commander and Master Chief. The Commander that came in Master Chief. I'm more Paul of a Cortana. I'm more of a Cortana. Can I be Sarge? <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, but he has a scar. alive in our hearts. Agent, are you Agent Co- uh, Lock? Cock? <laughs> Cock Lock? Lock Cock. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the Halo games have not been as good since he died. Maybe that's the secret. I think that's it. Bring back Sarge. Hashtag bring back, bring back Sarge. Sarge. Kimmy was in. Three? three. Uh, no, three. ODST. He's the ODST takes place before three. He shows up at the end of Oost. Yeah, but we're talking about Oost, just what's the last Oost, game. Oost. Oh, chronologically. Chronologically, Halo three. three, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But Welcome. hold up, Halo Reach is amazing, and he's alive at that point, even though he's not in the game. That's fair, and that was still done. But I think the consistency is Bungie Hashtag more bring so back than Sarge. Get it trending. Charge how for did Sarge. We even talk so, I don't know. We're loyal to Sarge, buddy. I don't know how this came up. Hashtag charge for Sarge. Hashtag microtrans. Micro- actions. <laughs> Microtransactions. Uh, uh, so today. I can really tell you guys were talking about Apex Legends before I got on. Uh, I don't know, man. That was two days ago, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm that so glad you were so tuned in, though. Time is a flat circle. I don't know why you guys want to keep like, people thinking that we record the same day it comes out. Like, Because it's fun for us. It's not fun. It's, it's fun, fun to live for us. I don't want your future. I don't like it. Do I, you want to stop? Yeah, I want to stop. What day is it that we're recording this? Sunday. Every, every podcast we record is Dude, on Sunday. Dude, it's Wednesday. Well, I mean, what do they think otherwise? You know when do you they first think got... we got up on Wednesday morning before they all woke up just to record their podcast? Yeah, these go up at like 7 o'clock. So who's on this podcast today? What's more importantly is you made me feel like the first time I found out Santa wasn't real just now. Yeah. Wait, yeah. hold up. So who's feeling like Santa doesn't exist? The listener. <laughs> and you. And me. And you I thought are... we recorded on I thought today was Wednesday. Yeah, did you? Yeah. 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 Hit him with the sod. Today, dude. which is Sunday or Wednesday, depending on what religion you subscribe to. <laughs> the Buddhist is, calendar. Uh, is... Uh, Sports Loyalty Day. So it's been a big year as Toronto sports fans. Uh, it's been a big year as sport fans in general, really. Sports. And uh, we were talking about this. Gabby and I went to go see the Lego Movie too, which is actually go check it out. It's, it's really it's a very good. good movie. Where was my was invite? invited to sports? We invited you. You couldn't go because you were done later. <laughs> no, she's just so upset. Anyways, um, it's okay. We talked about it on the way, it. and yeah. we thought an amazing topic that we'd be able to jump into would be uh, sports loyalty. Given that we saw Jonas Valanciunas traded this week, we mm-hmm. saw um, along with CJ Miles and Delon Wright. Bye, the, CJ. The big I'm thing. So happy the that. big thing that I'm expired so... this though was actually uh, trade rumors involving Kyle Lowry. And how he was dedicated to the organization, despite uh, his name being brought up in trade rumors for Marcus Hold and on. I remember the question I asked you was, do you think the NBA has the most personality? Was that what really started it? I think so. 
Oh, yeah, and I agreed with you, and then we talked about loyalty. Loyalty, yeah. loyalty, loyalty. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about it a little bit because we think that there are probably some differing opinions on the podcast. But like as I mentioned, there's been some big changes in terms of personnel on some of our Toronto sports teams this year, which have involved um, players leaving that were very, very loyal to their city, whether it be Toronto or different cities. And so we wanted to take some time to talk about um, sports loyalty and kind of where you find yourself on what side of the fence you find yourself when it comes to whether a player stays um, because of the city that they may have grown their career in versus, uh, you know, whether it's more loyal for them to go home and potentially play in the city that they grew up rooting for. So there's a lot of dialogue around this. And then or whoever gives us the most money, whoever gives us the most money. Yeah. So where is loyalty and what does it look like across all of the major sports leagues? So. Gabby, I, I mean, we could probably start this off, given that we've had the conversation, then we can layer in these guys. But we talked about how the NBA, we agreed that the NBA seems to have very, very strong personalities. And then that can sometimes transfer or sorry, um, uh, turn into uh, manipulation of, of where a player may want to go or when they discuss openly where they'll resign versus where they don't resign and what that does to the market of free agents and trades. So your thoughts on that and and the idea of players being able to manipulate where they may be traded to midseason or even in the offseason. So I think I don't think there is loyalty in okay. any sports okay. as much as um, we want there to be. At the at at the end of the day, there really, really, really isn't. So, um, if a player wants to play with someone that's their friend, or they want to say, "Hey, come play with me," or whatever it may be, I think it. I think this should be like a a gray area. It's, it is a gray area, but like I feel like in today's in like 2019, 2018, it's a lot more different than when we like maybe like even say ten years ago. It wasn't as common as it is now. A lot of times, players wanted to be on their own team, and they wanted to be a star on their own team. Now you have, oh, and this, I'm speaking about in the, even just in the NBA, where now players are teaming up with other players to make better teams. And and yeah, um, I don't know. Like, what do you think? It's tough because I think that you have sports as a business. Players, management, agents, fan bases will always find themselves in different moments defining loyalty by different things. So, for example, what I mean by that, DeMar DeRozan leaves the Raptors in the offseason. Sore topic for Paul. I just saw his hair <laughs> DeMar back. DeRozan didn't leave the Raptors. He leaves the Raptors via trade. Via trade. For... Arguably, not arguably, inarguably to me, a better player that gives us a better chance at a title, Mm -hmm. albeit on a shorter term. Right. There's a lot of talk about how... It's a gamble. It's a gamble. It's a huge gamble. A lot of talk about how DeMar DeMarozan chose to stay here, signed an extension of his contract. Kyle Lowry did the same thing. There's no loyalty because Masai Ujiri was willing to move a beloved Toronto figure in order to try to get better. So for me, that... Makes sense. If you're loyal to the franchise and you want to see a title come to the city, then you probably agree with the move. I agree with it. I think Kawhi Leonard is the best two-way player on the planet. (laughs) And for me, it means that you have to kind of part with that personal relationship that you may have with a DeMar DeRozan or a player like that. And loyalty is defined by are you more loyalty to the franchise? Are you more loyalty to the player? Sorry, is there more loyalty to the player or to the franchise? But that is always... It seems to be a moving target. There's times where people... Like with John Tavares, that's going to be the, 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 the counter-argument that I have here. 
I don't think that it's disloyal that he left New York where he started his career to come home, but New York Islanders fans probably feel very vocally feel betrayed by the fact that he left a city that he grew his career in, right? So it always seems to be this different area of like, what does loyalty look like? And, and, you know, everybody seems to lose perspective that it is a business. Teams are trying to win. There are players that are vested in making the most money as possible with the best chance to win, I would guess, in most cases. And sometimes it means that players will do things that are unexpected. Paul George, loyalty to OKC versus yeah. loyalty to where he grew up and played or where he always wanted to play in, in the Lakers. Like, there's that's a moving target of loyalty. So is it disloyal that he didn't go to the Lakers because that's where he wanted to play initially? Or is it disloyal if he stayed in OKC and didn't go to play with them or if he would have left OKC to go to the Lakers? There's a like, lot of variables, right? That's a lot of variables, yeah. yeah. And so for me... It comes down to it very, very basically for me is that players are ultimately and agents are going to look for the best value that they can get in a player that gives them the best opportunity to be competitive in their sport. Mm -hmm. Managers, management are going to be a loyal to themselves. They want to see themselves have a job for a long period of time. And they're going to be secondarily loyal to their franchise where they're going to be able to measure their own success by the success of their franchise while they're in charge. So. That might be the divide right there, but I don't think either of those things are disloyal. I just think that it's the nature of sports that you're going to have players move on and they're going to go to different places. But yeah, I, I I feel like, and this is kind of bringing it back to the initial question, I feel like the NBA does the worst job of hiding that element of like, this is where this player is going to go. There just seems to be a lot of like, it's not no collusion, way. but it's open like, <laughs> oh, I'd say soccer. I guess soccer as Soccer's well. Soccer way, for sure, Soccer is yeah. way bigger. On Out of the so North I mean, American sports, sorry. Yeah, in North America. But I mean, that's one thing is that soccer and basketball tend to, are other sports that have their athletes front and center the most and in their players' leagues. Like people who watch soccer and basketball, basketball are very much watching it for the players and all like the fan base always has like, feelings and opinions about where they move like this weekend was the madrid derby tibor courtois plays for real madrid now he used to play for atletico madrid like four years ago wow four years separated four years he comes back to play in at, like atletico's first in like new stadium for the first time there's a plaque with his name on it fans were defecating on it throwing dead rats yeah, defecating. Like, there's a picture of it. They it's covered. Pooped. It's wow. covered in shit and piss and dead rats. That's that's a little extra, man. That I is pretty they were extra. Plastic rats, rubber rats. Oh no, no, no! That was inside the stadium. So inside the stadium, people were throwing inside plas- him. They were throwing plastic rats at him. This guy hasn't played for this team for four years. That's pretty brutal, man. And like he didn't really, and he didn't like force a trade or leave anything like that. He just left, like. So, I mean, the NBA is definitely exceptional as far as North America goes, that it's a player's league and players' opinions are out there and people have feelings about it. But I think one thing is we we said the word loyalty probably next to like 112 times in the last <laughs> like five minutes. We've it's been about recording. as many times as you've said like on some of our previous podcasts. This is true. I mean, I think I'm probably in the middle well. right now. Hey, oh. Um, the one thing I would say, though, I don't I think we're throwing loyalty around too easily, like the Paul George situation, like. Paul George decided to re-sign, and many of the reports point to that being more of a factor of Russell Westbrook more than him looking out at the stands and being like, I love these people in Oklahoma City. I want to continue supporting the great Oklahoma City franchise. It was more just a matter of Russell Westbrook is a generational talent, and I'm going to take my chances with him as opposed to go to a new uh, a situation in L.A. that I'm not necessarily sure I'm going to love. It's unknown, right? Right. Yeah. So he chose... That's also like, another variable, right? So... 
I don't think that's a matter of loyalty. No, you're I right. Just, I, and I, I agree with that. I just think that as a fan, you may you may interpret that as being just like this is where loyalty. It's you like exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. It's used so liberally that so many things could be seen disloyal, but they may not actually be disloyal to begin with. It might just be the reality of a pl- player situation, what they choose to do. Choice, whether you make a choice, whether it's to stay with a team or leave a team, that's not always defined as being disloyal. If you're a one-year playing with the Raptors, if you're Kawhi Leonard and you choose to leave in the offseason... He wouldn't be disloyal. Right? I, I 100% guarantee you, Correct. though, that there are fans... He did, he, did not cho- he did not choose this. Yeah. He would, like... He very much he chose to not be in San Antonio, but he did not choose to come play in Toronto. But think about think about the fan base that and and this is not. Yeah. I understand that the three of us Those are level headed. Those fan bases are just uneducated. But there are fan bases that will see it as you are a Toronto Raptor. A Toronto Raptor, you were traded here. It's disloyal to leave in the office. Like there's people that will take something that small and turn it into disloyalty, and that's yeah. where I don't think it's valid. But I think it's where you get the idea of loyalty not becoming a thing in sports is because people perpetuate that by defining loyalty by things that actually don't test a player's loyalty to begin with. But they just like to throw around the word disloyal yeah. because they didn't see the player come back to the city that they really love or to the team that they really, really love, yeah. right? I think this largely stems from like... from oh, There I go with the like again. I think this largely stems from the fact that a sports franchise, especially in North America, but this is also a fact in Europe as well, a sports franchise number one asset is their geography. Sports franchises trade on the fact that they are giant companies that compete in sports and they convince you that somehow this company is representative of you and your community. So the Toronto Raptors somehow are representing you and are somehow like defending your honor as you know a torontonian or if you're a basketball fan in canada a canadian yeah but what do the toronto raptors really have to do with anything about you what do the toronto raptors really have to be a part of your community now there is there are exceptions to this like demar Derozan and kyle lowry have made a big factor of being part of the community here kyle lowry's hot like holiday assists demar Derozan does lots of basketball camps and used to do a lot of appearances yeah, here yeah. yeah and i think that's also testament to the nba though as well right it's like a requirement for for them as a team to do community, community outreach yeah. yeah and a lot of that's nba mandated which is testament to how great that league is but yeah i think that's where people conflate loyalty is they think that like Kawhi Leonard is not representing Toronto. Kawhi Leonard is not represent was never representing Toronto. He was also never representing San Antonio. And most of those players on that team are here for a paycheck because this is their job. It's a business. But I think it gets past that. I think we to really understand the business aspect of it, people have to really look straight at sports franchises and realize this is a company that's trading on the fact that they're close to me and telling me that somehow they represent me, but has nothing to do with me. I can choose. I'm choosing to support them simply because they're here. So I want to get true love. This is this is just the person who's available. It's cabin fever. So Shane's been quiet. So I want to throw out something to him that you could probably speak to a little bit more um, from an NHL standpoint. So John Tavares, very popular in New York, stayed there for a big part of his 20s. Leaves in the off season. He's an unrestricted free agent. So there's no allegiance. There's no real. You know, there's nothing tying him to being a New York Islander other than the hope of New York Islander fans. Is what he said, quote unquote, disloyal to New York Islanders for leaving in free agency? Or do you see that as 
something else or, or not a matter of loyalty at all, but a, a matter of a player just being able to, to use his freedom to go and play wherever he wants for the, the money that he should get for the quality of player that he is. I think the only loyalty in sports really lies with the fans. Um, fans are loyal to their teams. The players don't necessarily need to be loyal to their teams. Some people are loyal to players on those teams, though. And what I mean by that is John Tavares leading the new, leaving the New York Islanders 100% is an act of disloyalty towards the <laughs> New Islanders. York Ranger, or Islanders, Islanders because the fans are loyal to the Islanders as a franchise. He's their franchise star. So he's being seen by them as disloyal. And when he comes to Toronto, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so loyal to the city of Toronto. It's a matter and, of perspective, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because fans are loyal to their teams. So the loyal fans are going to say that, you know, whatever player wrongs them, they're disloyal. Whenever a player who they follow gets wronged, that's disloyal of the organization. It's like the whole uh, DeMar DeRozan scandal moving out of the Toronto Raptors. You know, that's a disloyal move by Usai, Masai. Masai Ujiri. And you got it. You got it. I, I stuck that one out. You got it. But, like, in the reality <laughs> of the situation is that's because people are loyal to the franchise and loyal to DeMar DeRozan on the franchise and the impact that he made. It's the same thing in baseball. It's like an emotional attachment. Where people want Jose Batista to come back to the Jays and, and retire as a Jay. He played his whole career as a Jay and got traded off. The better part of his career, yeah. Jay, just to be clear, yeah. His prime years. Where was, he made his name in baseball. Yeah. yeah. Is that disloyal for him not to come back and sign like a two-day contract? And, you know, I don't think it's a matter of that, but people are always going to cast that shadow because people are loyal to the franchise and they want the team. People throw it around too easily. Yeah. Like the John Tavares thing, how can that be loyalty either way? It's... Well, it's loyalty to the franchise because when was he was... Not a free, would, so was he was not a free agent? He was. He was, he was growing free up, agent. He was always a Leafs fan. He has a photo of him sleeping with Leafs, uh, like sheets and blankets, and pillows, and pillows, and a, a posters, Star Wars sure alarm posters, clock. Right. And it's like he grew up so, a Leafs fan. But I think, but here's I the think thing: just... is how how is that loyalty either way for him? Right? He now I'm I'm gonna stretch into hockey a bit, so that like forgive me for the errors, but. Any like the franchise, the same way in basketball, like the New York Pelicans have Anthony. The, New, York New, York Pelicans. Pelicans. the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> have. Uh, they to be ha- clear, this is Paul's area of expertise. Yeah, no, my area of expertise is like socks. Socks. Um, can't wait till we do the socks say, podcast. You're gonna say soccer. So- no. yeah. Socks. Socks. Yeah. Socks. It's football. But like, so for Soxer. example, the New Orleans Pelicans have an obligation that if you have a player like Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis, that's what his name is. Yeah. Um, your obligation is to surround him with the best possibility to win and to bring glory to your company. Sorry, I mean sports franchise. Glory. Right? And if you can't do that, then a free agency is going to leave. Same thing with John Tavares is where, you know, you have an obligation to build the best team around him as possible. Good segue. And if you don't, is it necessarily an act of betrayal from him leaving to go to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, oh yeah, it's a great story, but also... Yo, the Toronto Maple Leafs had what? They had three high draft pick players, all of whom seem to be the future of the league going forward. So it's not exactly like you know he he looked at he looked into his heart and he was like, "This is going to be a tough decision for me, but I'm going to go for the team with a high upside." And also, it just so happens to be where I'm from. Yeah, can I sign of loyalty either end? I just wanted to add to him to what he was saying. So essentially, there really is only really. Only there's loyalty when there is a a marquee talent 
with a marquee organization. If the marquee talent, your superstar, is so good and the team is so good for a long period of time, there's no way he gets traded. There's no way he's going to leave. Why would you? That's the only time there will ever be loyalty for X amount of years unless things sort of change. For example, Kobe Bryant wanted to trade at one point. He wanted out of L.A. And then they brought in Phil Jackson, and then he ended up staying. They brought him back, rather. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So They did right by him. They, they did it right by him. If you do right by your star player, the, the, the chance of him leaving substantially decreases. When I, and I'll use an example. Hockey, again, I'm going to use hockey as an example. Steven Stamkos is a free agent the year before John Tavares becomes a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was the year before. Two years, sorry. Was it two years? It was when Austin Matthews was drafted. Austin Matthews is drafted. There's a lot of promise. People don't know what Austin Matthews is yet. He's a highly touted draft pick. He's the savior. He's considered the savior. (laughs) This is before his four-point game performance. This is before he took a a, a last-place Leaf team and brought them to the playoffs the year after. But there's still a lot of promise. Steven Stamkos has promised the world to come to Toronto. He takes an interview or he takes a meeting with them, decides he's going to stay in Tampa Bay on the contingency that they remain competitive and that they are a team that is going to continue to compete in the Eastern Conference. They are now the best team in the league as yeah. of today. They have been a dominant force in the Eastern Conference for a long time. It hasn't been just one or two years. It's been the last five or six that they've actually been highly competitive. The difference there, John Tavares, there's a lot of turnover in the New York Islanders organization prior to him becoming a free agent. He does say that he would like to be a New York Islander for life, but a lot of the loyalty that he would have had to the management, I'm using the word loyalty because just... The nature of the situation, GM changes. There's really not a lot of talent that's being brought in to complement John Tavares. John Tavares hits free agency, looks at a team like the Maple Leafs again. To Paul's point, hometown team, but also the upside of being able to compete now is higher. Is a huge that has to be a lure that wants to bring you someplace, right? If Steven Stamkos is in the same position and Tampa Bay is not top of the league three years before, they don't go to the conference finals, they don't get Nikita Kucherov and a bunch of other talented players and front end forwards that are able to carry that team. Steven Stamkos might be a Maple Leafs today. John Tavares is still in New York or potentially is in Tampa Bay to replace Steven Stamkos' or, place. Or, or, or we got them both, and there's two number 91s, yeah. When, when it comes to sports... But, I mean, my point with that yeah. is that, like, you, I don't think that... I don't think that John Tavares is... I don't think he would have been considered disloyal had he not come to the Leafs. I think it would have been a, oh, crap, like, we had a chance... We still got a great team. We're going to rally around the players that we've been drafting. We have all this cap space. There's so much that we can still do with this. It's when you leave a team that has been invested in your development, has seen you get drafted, has seen you make some remarkable plays and take the New York Islanders to the playoffs for the first time in so long and win a playoff series. That's what's really going to hurt a fan is because you've spent quality years with that fan base. To us, John Tavares is a pipe dream. So it's awesome that he's been here for 50 games, but I don't have the investment of eight seasons or nine seasons mm-hmm. as an Islanders fan. So, of course, to me, I don't feel it's disloyal if he doesn't come home. But I probably would have felt that way had he been a Leaf for nine years and then decided to go to 100%. the Island. 100%. Right? So, and that's where I get it. Like, yeah. I totally get it. I get why people feel that way about about loyalty and players leaving. But it's just, I also want to tell people, like, it's tough. Like, it is what it is. Like, players have, are entitled to go for exactly me, where they for want. For me, right? like, I'm a big advocate of, the athlete and for as far as when it comes to sports loyalty because truthfully like 
I have sports teams that I cheer for. I'm a Real Madrid fan. I love like I love the Raptors, but ultimately, when that player is 40 years old and they can't play sports anymore and their bodies are broken down by years and years of practice and physical activity and beaten down and they ache all the time. Is is Masai Ujiri gonna come in and make sure like, hey, you have enough money to be comfortable and to eat today, right? Like, is your <laughs> is your life okay? I know you're not playing basketball, but you're already right. Is like Florentino Perez gonna come in and make sure that Ronaldo's like like his knee is not bugging him anymore? Like that's not gonna happen. So ultimately, the player, I think, as a sports fan. The players got to look out for their success, and the team is obligated to make sure that the players are a success because the whole point of your franchise is to be a success. Yep. And many times, like managers and GMs and things like that, will always that like they'll always be looking at how to like look for the long game and move players around, and there'll, there'll always be a certain expectation that like, oh, what is the player doing right by us? You're a huge company, and right now, like in your position where you don't have to, the only running you have to do is to run to grab your cell phone to make a, like a call at the right time. I'm not very worried about your longevity. I'm worried about the players' longevity. Players only get like a 15 to maybe... No, actually, I'm going to say it's like a 10 to 15-year point where they're at the peak of their powers where they can use these skills. They are a flash in the pan of their entire lives. Did you say they peak for... Sorry, I just clarity. Peak for 10 to 15 years? Well, because what's, what's an athlete's life after that? How, are they really going to be able to earn more money after that? Like, how often do athletes have lucrative careers like post well i would say I, that's why when you say peak i think peak is like maybe a four or five year period See, but that's what you need to think it's like for, there's a four or five period of their competitive peak yeah but now if we extend that out their entire career lasts 10 or 15 years can you imagine you only get 10 or 15 years to work in that time they don't get to go to college they don't get to open up and spread out and branch out athletes are here to be successful to win to maximize their marketability during their career and post their career so yeah you know if Kawhi Leonard wants to leave because he thinks that it's going to be better for him if he plays for the Clippers he has a better chance if Kevin Durant thinks he needs to get out of Oklahoma City Thunder because these people in Oklahoma are not going to make sure he eats for the rest of his life unless he gets rings he's got to do that because as much as it's great to be loyal to a sports franchise, sports fans are not going to do your dry cleaning for the rest of your life because eventually they're going to forget about you. So get paid. That's good, man. Support your legacy. This guy's win. preaching right now. Well, they hang they hang your name in the rafter or in the rafters, or they. Or I you can't become... eat my name up in the rafters. I can't. <laughs> you can you can have your name when you're too t- in the when rafters. you're too tired to get air to get vertical like that. You could be like Wendell Clark, who's still cashing in on his hometown glory like years and years and years after he's retired there's a lot of people i think in hot like again hockey's my frame of reference like basketball is your frame of reference and there's still a lot of players out there who took hometown discounts uh for teams that they were drafted with the clause to that is like daniel said they're still very competitive teams at the end of the day so it's hard to say that they're doing that but like Sidney crosby arguably one of the greatest players of hockey of all time took a discount with the pittsburgh penguins to play for them um consec like I think more than on on more than one occasion, Austin Matthews took a slight discount, not a major one. Um, you know, Steve Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov both took uh, hometown discounts, where they they undervalued what their contracts were to continue playing for the teams. Uh, same with, with the Jamie, same roster. Yeah, same with Jamie Ben for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, on and they all say, and as much as this is publicity, is it's their desire to win with the organization and. Someone like Steve Eiserman, who won a couple cups in Detroit, uh, 
you know, they look back at that. And Brandon Shanahan actually is the one that I'm referencing who won some cups in Detroit. They, they always consistently think about and reference those times that they won cups with people uh, and say that that was the time that mattered to them, not the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in contracts that they made, but the fact that they won a cup with people that they grew up with and what that does. And, you know, that may be dead in sports, but it's a nice utopian ideal. But that I, just, I laugh that, at that really quickly just, just before you get it on. Well, they also, Brendan Shanahan said that, before there was a cap in the NHL. So he made the exactly what he was valued at because there was no salary cap. You didn't have to fit a, hun- a bunch of guys under a cap. It was just willing. It was a willingness of management to spend the money on players if they wanted to be competitive, very similar to baseball. So I think it's just funny that they apply that same logic to now when they're asking people to take pay cuts because they need to stay under a salary cap, not because a franchise can't afford to pay a player, right? Like the Leafs can afford to put probably $150 million salary if they wanted to on the ice every year. But they're capped, and they're they're within the same box as the other thirty teams in the NHL, thirty-one teams in the NHL. They have to operate under that. So I think it's it's interesting, and I don't think that he's wrong in saying that you're going to remember those years that you competed and that you were able to to compete for championships. I just think it's a little bit unrealistic to say that because you're talking to a player that's in an era that you can't maximize your money in the same way that you would have been able to in a non-salary cap era. So. I just, I remember exactly the interview that you're referring to, and I remember rolling my eyes a little bit because it was like, yeah, okay, let's give <laughs> William Nylander a, a, a shorter contract so he can remember his competitive years, but I was making double what he was making because everybody on our team was able to make a ton of money because we kept winning cups and management was going to keep throwing us money because they knew that we were going to be competitive and make the playoffs for 25 or 26 years straight or whatever the Detroit Red Wings made. Um, but yeah, Paul, sorry. No, I was going to say, like, that... That point that you made as far as winning with an organization as a group, it's all dependent on that organization creating the the climate for that. Like right. that's the culture. That very yeah, that culture. That very well might be if these if the Warriors team that currently exists right now continues to exist with Kevin Durant, it'll be because of the culture that's built there. The Real Madrid team that I loved watching for the last three years that sweeped everyone and like well yeah sorry <laughs> swept everyone and won the Champions League three years in a row a historically unheard of feat like. That team is based around a group of people that were focused on a goal and a coach that understood them and culturally could speak to them. And as soon as you remove key pieces from that and the organization stop building that culture, they fall apart. It's the, the, All of the responsibility is on the people in suits who get to make a lot of money with very little effort to make sure that the people who go and they, put all, they pull up their socks and they go out and they sweat for the fans... It's in, it's entirely contingent on the people in suits to make sure that they build the teams here. So if something's going wrong with your team, don't blame Kyle Lowry, don't blame Kawhi Leonard, don't blame DeMar DeRozan, don't blame Cristiano Ronaldo, don't blame Sergio Ramos. Look at Florentino Perez, look at Masai Ujiri, look at everyone in a suit standing on the sideline saying, well, he needs to be doing this. Like, no, what do you need to be doing to support these athletes? Because right now, if you're watching the NBA, if you're watching the Champions League, if you're watching the NHL, if you're watching the NFL, you are watching the world's greatest athletes. If these guys can't do anything with them on a team, maybe you need new guys in suits. True. I think that was eloquently put. Fire Masai Ujiri. Wow. wow! I don't even want to say it's wrong. They said don't, I don't, don't know, blame Kawhi Leonard. Jury's a pretty good GM, buddy. Time That's will true. tell. We'll be back on this topic, I'm sure, in the <laughs> summer and when the Raptors are hoisting the championship and the Lakers are bathing in the such genius deals such as Damari Carroll and Jared Sullinger. But oh also brought God, the second best dude. player in the NBA to the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Marcus Gasol. We do not have Kevin Durant. 
No. Oh my god. You're right. We don't. The third best player. We do not have him. We don't have Kyrie Irving either. You know what's crazy? Like he he wasn't he wasn't a Raptors fan when we had Bryani and Jose Calderon. This is true. And all these players that he got rid of. That he got he's the one who got rid of Andrea Bryani. We've been competitive since 2014 because of Masai Ujiri. Because of Masai Ujiri. And you can't you can't argue that, dude. You cannot argue that. I mean, Paul's loyal to Paul's ideologies and nobody else. You can't. You can't. I have argue only. That. I have only one loyalty in this world, and it's, it's the guy I look at in the mirror every morning. Demar Derozan. He's on your mirror. A, a naked photo of Demar Derozan. <laughs> okay. I mean, you and I talked about Demar Derozan last year. I was not. I'm not like the world's biggest Demar Derozan fan. I changed a lot this year. I'm saying. Wow. Oh, I'm still not a huge fan of him. <laughs> last year, everyone like I, there's of one rapper I'm like a huge fan of. It's Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Absolutely. And he's been playing like crap this year. He had a really good game yesterday. Wow. He had a better game than like Marcus All. Yeah, did he? Yeah, he did. Okay, man. Well, uh, before this uh, turns into something much bigger than it needs to be. <laughs> okay, I, I want to do I want I I want to do a playoff cast when the Raptors are in the playoffs and I just every, every night after the podcast playoffs. if we can What do you mean if? What do you mean if? <laughs> I'm joking. Mathematically, I don't think we can not go to the playoffs now. Well, now I feel like you've put a... Who, who do you think can beat us in a seven-game series in the East? Who would beat us in a seven-game series? Uh, Milwaukee. Are they the only team? Uh, let's see. Oh, you think you the know Sixers what? could do it now? The Celtics could do it. No way, dude. The Celtics are really good at getting games to go down to the last possession. and Nick Celtics Nurses... are really bad right now, man. They are, for sure. But they're even when they're really bad, they can still take a team that has LeBron James down to the last possession. They play up. And then it's based on the last, and then once it gets to that last possession, it's all about that final play. And Brad Stevens is really good at drawing up that final play. And Nick Nurse so far has not been no, very man. good. Especially, at that final play. especially, I just, I, I completely especially disagree. against Ray John Rondo. I disagree. That's when he really shines. That's that's fine, but like we have a record, man. Like we've wa- we've watched these games. Like we've lost a lot of game, a lot of tight games, and like most of the games that we win, when we win, we win by fucking people up. How does but Brad Stevens lose, lose a we- twenty-eight point lead? They lost the one eight point lead yesterday. Who did? Celtics. Oh Jesus! Who um, are they playing again? Oh, before we go, I heard something about that saying that the before Celtics. Before we go too deep into today's sports, the Celtics scores, have troubles for sure. Um, I, we want to leave this off on the note of loyalty, and let's keep it at that. We will talk about the Raptors, the Leafs, all things Toronto sports as the playoffs approach. We Argonauts. are Argonauts. No. I'm just kidding. We're not. Talking we're about the uh, we're gonna. We're two months away from the playoffs. Whoa! Did you know that? Yeah, it's almost time. It's man. very exciting. So it's you're gonna hear a lot more. It's about... Almost our weekend. Yeah, it is almost almost our weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul, one Paul fell in love with the NBA. That was it, man. That was like my falling in love point with the NBA was All Star Weekend 2016, 2015, actually. Um. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I was it 2015? I love you, Austin Never leave the lease. No, you're right. It's Five year contract. Sign him forever. People Sign are mad that it wasn't eight years. People couldn't are stupid, him. though, man. They couldn't afford him. He's disloyal for not taking eight years. <laughs> yeah, I should take him more of a hometown discount. Slice T.O. on all major social media. Be loyal to us. Be loyal, be loyal to, us. to us. Yeah, yeah please. We'll or, never release you. Or just be loyal to me. Yes. Uh, be yeah. loyal to Paul. Yeah. It's been a slice. Bye. Uh, I will never stray you astray.